Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. Thank you for joining today. And to, on Obstruction to Justice, what we do, we just discuss general information about relevant topics of the day. And we highlight politics and economics and communities and businesses, my favorite businesses. And today, we're going to continue our conversation about the, uh, the economics, uh, microeconomics. So we're going to get into more of that today. We get a chance to hang out and do some more uh uh, think tanking about microeconomics and how it's relevant to where we are right now. Mm, you know, I mean, we we talk about different um, you know elements of, of business and politics, but it, it has to be based on the relevance of where we are. And I think that some of the insight that I'm kind of seeing, you know, I'm kind of peeling back an onion here. I'm seeing some things that are pretty interesting and, and they're still what they are. So things haven't changed much, guys, when it comes to economics in some communities. Some of the demographics of our great country, the United States of America. Some things have not changed much and there's still big concerns about what's going on and now I've found some some very interesting things that I'm going to get into here in a minute. But just a big shout out to everybody that wants to participate. Now you can go ahead and drop your comments in the comment section and I can read them. I'm going to be paying attention here. We're going to kind of shuffle back and forth and check some things out and whatever it is you want to chime in on, please feel free to do so. That's what it's all about here. And you know, shout outs are always good if it's a thumbs up and you like the conversation and we get enough participation in it, we will continue on with it. Now, this is still going to be something that will uh, kind of in between some things that we're doing. We have a guest when we uh, do our scheduling, uh, change our scheduling around. But I think that this is going to be kind of interesting to kind of take us a little bit further down the road because we're in a dire situation, I think, huh? Uh, things haven't changed much. We're still dealing with the same types of issues that uh, we've dealt with when it comes to the concern of, of injustice or police brutality, those, those things. Uh, injustice, um, things, inequality when it comes to economics. A lot of that's going on too. And uh, we just want to see about giving some insight about what we can do to make things better. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I want to do. I want to think about some things and some solutions. We already know the problems, right? We already know the problems when it comes to economics and business and uh, social uh, economics and psychology, sociology, and all of that. We already know the issues that we deal with. But what about the solutions? 
And that's kind of what we want to chime in on. Big shout out to all of the guests that we've had so far. We've had some great uh, participants and people sharing what they do as far as business is concerned. And, you know, if you want to go back and check out the blurb and what who's uh, the guest and check them out and you want to go out there and do business and support them, that's kind of cool. That's what it's about and everything. So, and of course, at ASBNC Training and Consulting, we have a big class coming up starting this Saturday. So, you want to participate and get in the class. It's Career Management One, a really good class where if you're wanting to kind of see where you are and what you're wanting to do to keep moving forward, uh, as far as your career is concerned, we definitely would encourage you to take that class and reach out. We're out there. Go out there on the website, the www.asbnc.com. And there is a ASBNC Academy. So that's out there. And you'll click on the Career Management One class. And that will be starting this Saturday. So it's this Saturday. It's next Saturday. Well, we do them again. We rotate them. So these are some of our popular classes that we've had, you know, demand for. So we're, you know, we just kind of offer them in rotation so that people, if they don't have time to jump on it and participate this time, well, it's going to roll around again. But of course, you want to get started as soon as you can, I think. This is a way to where you can get out there, get some skills together to see what you can do to, uh, improve your your career your career think about what it is you want to do and a lot of times people aren't quite sure what they want to do uh, there's a lot of transition when it comes to transition in careers because hey what is it you know we we work here in the state of missouri and the state of kansas we're they're both we're both no fault states so that just means that uh a person can get laid off at any time, right? There's no reason uh, that the employer has to give. They can just let you go and give you your pink slip and give you that. Do they give you little boxes anymore? I remember I used to get a box. <laughs> somewhere, some way you get a box and you get to put all the, your things in a box and, and they would escort you down to the front door and then, uh, see you later but you knew you were in trouble when you couldn't log in huh <laughs> well you couldn't log in get that log in you're at work about ready to get started on your shift and you know unbeknownst to you uh you can't log in and you're wondering so you're getting ready to get on the phone with the it department and figure out why you can't log in and then someone taps you on the shoulder hmm so you get tapped on the shoulder and you go into this meeting room and you're looking around. I, am I describing this right? Uh, that, that's kind of been the experience for some. Well, that's the no fault state. That's where you're working in where they can just let you go at any case, any point. You know, they don't have to give you a, give you an explanation. But, you know, some of them, they let you let you know, OK, well, you know, we can give you some a career they maybe send you to a little class or something and they let you know you have a few weeks it just depends on what your position is but that's kind of the the clientele and the clients that we support and help 
in that we we get some of those people in and they're like okay well it just happened and i'm not quite sure where i want to go with with my career they'll say and and that class gives them some direction uh, maybe in the same field maybe not uh, maybe uh, they're ready to just strike out and and do some business you know get out there and and uh and they've decided they've walked through the there's a processes in matrix that we show you and it, there's a discovery there you'll walk through it and then it's like hey i don't want to go back I, i'm wanting to start a business so you know that's where career management too comes in we work with business plans and get you going get you started in that direction so check out uh those two well actually the career management one we get started this saturday and uh, there's some other classes out there too that's going to be in rotation so go out there and if you're um, a person that's into management you have to run reports or be able to move around in microsoft excel and you know you don't have the time see it people say well i can just go out online and do it you can right and those online courses are fine because you know we offer those too but the ours the ones that we offer here these are going to be these are instructor-led as well so for the instructor-led it's gonna the reason why people take instructor-led courses i think based on you know what i see as far as uh, the people that we help and support it's because they don't have time they don't have time to go out there and sit and then walk through an online class they're like hey well we don't have time for this and then even in between classes you know or you're out there you're trying to focus on doing an online class by yourself right now we do some of those we have some of those too but we offer the in class right where it's still virtual you have to go out there and log in but we encourage you to disconnect your phone you know disconnect your phone or set aside the time and that's why people want to want to hang out with us here at ASBNC training and consulting you know we know what we're doing uh, we have over 20 years of expertise when it comes to uh, computer applications and technology and we, we you know we're pretty good at what we do so when people join our classes it's like okay this is the time that they've set aside to take the class right not be you know in the class but then they have to have their phone how have their phone and their text message and on the side over here i've had some students actually bring their laptops to class because they just can't break away now you know i understand if you're management and all that but you know if you can't break away that's kind of a to me that's a sign well you might be doing the job of more than one person and uh, we talk about even compensation when the career management class am i getting paid enough how do i know i'm getting paid enough how do i discuss and talk about salary negotiations <laughs> that's a big a big topic right how do you know to when to go in and what to ask for you know those are those are big questions that we cover yeah big questions that we cover and we give you the answer plus we do some coaching so when it, you, you're out there and it's like okay well what do I say for the interview people think they know what to say but technology has kind of taken some of the some of the uh, aha moments away in that well they already know pretty much based on what you put on your resume what you said you can do 
right? Because they've actually done a database search to uh, on the keywords that are featured in your application. So they already kind of know what it is that you're saying that you can do. But here, for you, you need to practice to be able to say what it is that you do. And we provide that type of interview coaching during the sessions. There's no session that we have here at ASBNC Training and Consulting where we don't do the coaching. So that's going to be important to you as you look through and continue on with your career. And uh, of course, one advantage of doing training is that you're sharpening your saw. And yes, that is a an excerpt that's a big chapter that's one of the seven habits of highly effective people uh, written by the author Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey is was a great uh, business author, right? He wrote business books and uh, those skills and things that he talked about in his books, they're just second to none and they're still very relevant. He was very popular in the 80s and 90s. Well, I go back and look at my books and he's still on point. So most deaf, most definitely you want to, you know, sharpen that saw and keep things sharp to where and what, what that means is your skill set. So you invest in, we invest in so many different things. You know, I invest in, you know, what the hair, the nails, huh? You invest in working out the physical body, but there is a psychological part of you that needs to work out. And that's kind of part of the discovery and what we're going to talk about a little bit today uh, in our presentation, just a little bit, and then we're going to let you go. Now, this is um, this presentation. This is uh, the microeconomics in inner city American uh, communities part two. So we talked about this a little bit. So if you want to pick up the previous broadcast uh, from it to kind of get the front end part of it. I'm going to do a little bit of review, but uh, mainly, hey, uh, Kareem Jackson, glad that you joined. Hello, Sister Ann Moles. I'm here in Asia. Yes, and I get a chance to see some of your broadcasts too. I get to get a chance to check you out, Kareem. Uh, you are definitely on point doing big things in the Philippines. And yes, he mentions that he has the book. He has the audio book. And yes, we neglect mental investment. We definitely do. And that's us, one of the things, that's one of the, why I'm passionate about what I do with ASBNC Training Consulting as a senior uh, trainer, senior consultant and trainer for the team. I, I get a chance to really help people along in what they do. So most definitely. Thanks for that shout out, uh, Kareem Jackson. Check him out. He's out there on Facebook too. So you want to check him out. And he's got great broadcasts and things that he talks about as well. So check him out. Now, I'm going to go ahead and share this um, microeconomics. It's not macroeconomics. It's microeconomics and um, in the inner city communities part two. So last week we talked about scarcity in the, uh, which 
is part of the study of the microeconomics. Microeconomics, it talks about scarcity. And scarcity in itself is defined as the inability of our limited resources to satisfy our human wants. So one of the, uh, one of the, the uh, mentions of microeconomics is that there is scarcity. So one of the arguments, and, and that, that argument in itself is just not a valid argument. In my opinion, it, it's a fallacy, right? It, it's a mistaken belief, especially based on unsound arguments um, or faulty reasoning that there aren't enough resources to satisfy our human wants. Now, last week, I kind of went into a little bit more detail of that. I suggest that there are more than enough resources to satisfy our human wants um, when as humans, we operate based on enlightened human reasoning and personal divine purpose uh, provided by our creator God. Now, don't be shocked that everyone knows that I'm a believer and there are a lot of popular and a, a lot of popular authors, successful business people that are believers. Even Stephen Covey, Stephen Covey, the author that we just mentioned, Seven Habits Habits of Highly Effective People, First Things First, you know, he was a believer too. And we're going to even talk about someone who wasn't a, a proclaimed, didn't proclaim to be a believer. He didn't profess to be a believer. Okay. And I'm just, I can't hold it. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes didn't profess to be a believer, but the most popular poem that that we know, one of the most popular poems that we know in the African-American community, I'll, I'll share that a little bit later down the line here, but uh, most definitely to understand that, that uh, let's see, all right, so he shared it. Okay, uh, he, now Kareem Jackson, he outsourced his Kansas City, USA business 10 years ago so he could be a minimalist CEO. So, hey, we'll go ahead and you go ahead and check him out. Minimalist CEO. Now, business minimalist, okay, which here, um, I think what we're talking about, human reasoning, a, a personal divine purpose provided by our creator God. The main reason for any type of survival in humans living or human business, businesses is need. So the need to live and the need to have what it takes to do business. Now, if we look at those two and look at need instead of the greed, <laughs> Instead of being greedy, think about what it is you want, right? Let's think about what we need, right? And then in that, there's more than enough. You know, he's, he's, God is just, he's, he's more than enough in all of who he is, right? And he'll provide the need and then also provide overflow so that you can help provide a need for others. Now, microeconomics and the inner city communities. Okay. Now this isn't just for the inner city communities. I, 
believe it or not, okay, you know, because of the segregation of, of thought, you know, based on the segregation and how uh, American society likes to divide us based on race, we think that European Americans, people of, of European American descent, uh, all of them have it good. They're eating pie in the sky and doing doing great. And a lot of them think that they're even, you know, doing great and better or whatever because of the color of the skin. Well, we know that that's not it, right? Because even still, everybody, you know, when we're looking at America, we're looking at green. We're not looking at color, right? Color is just a way to, to divide and hold us down and hold us back. Well, microeconomics, what do humans need to live? Now, we reviewed this a little bit last week, but I want to kind of go over it again because I'm going to show you how even Maslow's hierarchy of needs shows, okay, well, of course, food, water, air, shelter. Okay, those are the physiological needs. So, of course, we, we do need that. We need the, the base foundation. This is what he's saying. The base foundation is, um, is that we need food, water, shelter, and warmth. Of course we do. It's our physical bodies need that. But there's also a psychological survival, right? There's psychological survival that is needed too. So according to Stephen Covey, so we're going to go back to this uh, popular business author, right? According to Stephen Covey, psychological survival of which he uh, received uh, his understanding is, is actually based on scripture, believe it or not. So I got a couple of scriptures out here. So we're hoping that any... Any atheists, I'm going to call out and challenge any atheists, atheists, you know, folks that think that they don't need uh, any, any, uh, uh, any type of divine order in their lives. Okay, now this guy uh, proved and showed that even he brought it to you, which was uh, in a palatable way. So one that you would take and accept this business case business book that sold over 7 million copies big big fortune 100 companies brought him in to teach the what it is seven habits of highly effective people first things first business managers uh, business CEOs alike okay those all of those they brought him in to teach what was really something that he got from the Bible <laughs> So uh, don't be disappointed. Just take advantage of it to, to learn and to receive from it. And then, you know, be able to share it and walk in it. Because really, we're going to see here that that's really all of what any teaching has been get, that's been given that's wisdom. And Proverbs, we know, is like, like wisdom in itself because it was written by King Solomon, right? It's referred to as being written by King Solomon, the author. All right, Brother Kareem, he says that black is trending and globally it's harder for whites to compete. No racism out here usually. Okay. And uh, he also says we spend too much time and money on material things. This is where he's the minimalist CEO. We forget happiness and joy is an ROI. 
I. That's a return on investment acronym, right? Return on or of investment. All right. Thanks, Brother Kareem. You know, we, we have a good corner over here. Uh, so here, I'm just going to go ahead now. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this. Stephen Covey, he says, satisfied. Now, this is what Covey says in his in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Actually, one of his quotes here, it's featured in Stephen R. Covey quotes. Satisfied need do not motivate. Satisfied needs do not motivate. It's only the unsatisfied need that motivates. Next up, physical survival. The greatest need of a human being is psychological survival, to be understood, to be affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. Ooh. Okay. So this is Stephen Covey making that declaration, right? Giving that great revelation. Now it was given to him in that way, but let's <laughs> Proverbs, what does Proverbs say? Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So psychological need, the psychological, one of the psychological needs to be understood Okay, to be affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. Hosea 4 and 6. And this is God talking here. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge of my law where I reveal my will. Because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being my priests. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Now, the part that I want to focus on, and I read the whole thing because we're looking at it in the context of where he was speaking. God was speaking here. But my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge of my law where I reveal my will. Okay, so to be understood, to be affirmed, to be validated, psychological survival, you have to have these. This is something that Stephen Covey was reiterating, but here's what God was saying too you have to have vision hmm? to be understood, e even to understand, seek to understand. You got to understand, understand what? Well, the greatest, the greatest word, the greatest word of of uh, the greatest word of wisdom there is, is nothing, nothing compared. That is God, his word. Okay. So if you have that foundation, then what you're going to do, you're going to have a uh, better understanding about what his will is. So to be affirmed, and then we're talking about to be affirmed by whom, right? To be affirmed by your God. Once you're affirmed by your God, then you, you get affirmed by the, whether or not the world affirms you or not, he's going to affirm you because you're walking in his will and to be validated. And what greater validation, what greater validation can there be? There's no other greater validation in the world that can be that there is other than being validated by God through being in right relationship with him. OK, so this is what God was saying, that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge of my law where I reveal my will. OK, so the, the lack of knowledge, we don't know. We just don't know what's going on. And how do we know? How do we get to know? Of course, 
we have the priests, which of course there's pastors and teachers and, and things like that, those type of positions and people that ought to tell us, yes, tell us the truth. Now, here's the thing. I'm a big firm believer, guys. Big firm believer. Get in there and get it, get it for yourself. Yeah. And see what the priests and the teachers do is as they read it and expound on it and tell you, then you're reading along with them and affirming what you're reading. So, you know, what they're telling you is right. Just don't just don't let people just tell you any old thing. And I think that that's where where we've lacked and have fallen even in the educational system. OK, the educational system. And the educational system in the communities, the particular and different communities that go that are here, right? So you have uh, out here in, in the Grain Valley, actually Grain Valley, Oak Grove, Blue Springs, good, good school districts, okay? But the closer you get in where there is uh, lower income or uh, people who are oppressed, people who are not enlightened, okay, which I have to say, why are we not? We're not because the first law, the first words, the first uh, people or the, 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 the first words who we need to trust in the most is our creator. OK, so what he's saying, psychological survival to me is one of the foundations, just like uh, the food, water, shelter. And then Maslow goes on safety and employment assets. See, that takes us a little higher too. If I know who I am, if I've been affirmed, right, and I've been validated, I know who I am, then I'm going to be bold enough to go out there and, and, and look for the opportunities that I train myself. See, that's where the training comes in. Train myself, get the education. Uh, get the education, get get what I need to get, pay attention, pay attention, and then go out there and ask for what it is that I that I'm wanting. Uh, what am I what am I worth? Right. And uh, actually get up and even get to the point where you can get up and go to work. I, right now, McDonald's is paying twelve dollars an hour hmm, and thirteen dollars an hour in some shifts. Now, that might not seem like much to some. OK, I will say, and it is uh, a little bit more of a struggle to meet some of the goals that you may have. But I will say I have met people in my career where they worked that twelve, thirteen dollar an hour job, bought them a house, bought them cars, took care of their families and any other little thing that they want might have been secondhand, might not have been the best house. Huh? But it, it was there, bought and paid for. Now, how many of us who are here with more resources, more opportunities, even there and nothing to show for it? OK, I think the dream and the, we're going to get into that a little bit here. And when we look to understand huh, and then be affirmed, be validated. Those are gifts and those are, those are, that's the go, go juice. I can get out here and go do it, right? I'm validated. My mom validated me. My dad validated me. I'm learning to be validated in school. My history has validated that we can, 
Okay, so that's why I say a lot of the schools have failed us, but we're not going to take that and lay down and say, oh, no, I can't do it anymore. You know, my people, you know, we were came from slavery. Yes, we did. Yes, we are oppressed and they're doing great. Yes, they are doing bad things still. Right. But let's wake up. Let's wake up and let's move forward. And we can do that in him. Now, look, Kareem says, Brother Kareem says he left. When he left the rat race in the U.S. on his hiatus, he could hear his voice and capital letter H. That means God, his voice more clearly. He could see his blessings more vividly. All right. So uh, and I think that that's a good point, Brother Kareem, because rat race, when we're talking about rat race and rat race and trying to get more now, don't be jealous of the guy who's driving the BMW because you don't know how he's getting the BMW. He may have sacrificed uh, everything, time with his kids, sacrifice his relationship and marriage and things like that. But here's the thing. Let's not get into a stupor and be zombified and do nothing that there has to be balance. Okay. So maybe not the BMW, maybe the BMW, right? But let's, let's be balanced. Let's be able to hear the truth and not be scared and stay in a stupor. All right. Uh, He could see his blessings more vividly. Now he also says, that's what woke me up in 2008 now that that term woke everybody everybody being woke okay woke is it's not a bad term i'm digging it i'm on board with it woke he says that's what woke me up in 2008 seeing those folks with less do more and have more joy than my rich behind <laughs> head okay that's what he was saying so here we, here we go. And we don't travel enough. And that's something that I think is by design. When I say by design, when you don't have the resources to pay your rent and pay your bills, okay, then you're not going to have the resources or mindset or the time to, to travel. Okay. Now I've been outside the U.S. I'm not going to say how many times, but I have been, and I'm not going to say where I went, but I've been somewhere. I think the main thing, how I've gotten my education about what the world is really doing is I listen and I watch about the truth. I'm not into the trash that's on the TV all the time. Now I have to go brain dead. I watch uh, trashy things on TV. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, things that just have you kind of zomp because my brain is tired. I've used it in that day. But I'm not going to sit up and just, that's all I eat, right? That's all I think about. That's all I do is just nothing. You know, when I listen to the news, I'm going to listen to some alternative news. I'm going to listen through what they're saying. I'm going to listen to several news stories because one of the news stories is going to slip up and tell the truth. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, in communications and journalism, you kind of get up on that. So, yeah. He was woke. He saw that the folks were had were, had less. Now this is uh, this is Brother Kareem. He's in the Philippines now, huh? Had less, and we're doing more. So we have way more, but we can't seem to be doing anything, right? We're doing less with with uh, we're doing not doing as much, and we have more than the rest of the world. That's by design, guys. That's by design. All right. So let's uh, let's. Check this, and I'm going to come back to you, Brother uh, Kareem, here 
Now, the uh, we talked about the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, self-actualization, that's what Maslow has at the top. Okay, I'm going to show you my graph in a little bit here as we continue on. Esteem, self-worth, accomplishment, confidence. So even that statement that Stephen Covey had made about uh, the having and needing to do and having to uh, and needing to be satisfied that human, the to be motivated, to be understood, to be affirmed. Hmm. That's kind of the same of what Maslow is saying here. But I want to throw in, I want to put in uh, psychological survival. I want to show where God, <laughs> the creator, the big kahuna, even made mention, look, you're going to need, you're going to need me. You're destroyed when you just, when you have, don't have the knowledge. You're destroyed when you don't have any vision. Okay. So we have the fight. We have the resources. You know, I'm saying my argument is that we have resources. We're just not doing anything with the resources. We're not using them to the best of our abilities and what we can do. All right. So here, here is my chart here. Okay. Now uh, I'm going to reiterate here too. Now the uh, study of microeconomics is uh, we're talking about scarcity. Well, I don't think that there's scarcity. I think uh, there is plenty of resources, uh, but there's uh, one more basic need too that I don't think that people are paying attention to. Now, I've, I'm doing some more study on this. We got some folks doing some study in the Ukraine. Hey, Ukraine, huh? Folks around the world. So you got to get outside of where you are. It's more than just my block. Yeah, for all the folks that want to sit up and uh, do gang, gang banging, huh? My block. You, you don't own the block. You don't own a house on the block. You're renting. Your mother's out there working and you want to hang with your boys. Get get it together. Okay. Your block. It's not even your block. Your land. Do, do you have do you have money for land? Have, have you bought the house? Have you worked to buy the house if you had? Right. If you do have a house, did you work to do it? Did you buy? Did you get it off of the the deferred dreams? The, where people are getting into drugs and, and just zoning out or whatever. How did you get it? Hmm? it, did, it did it benefit your community to where you're providing jobs? I'm talking about good jobs, ones that's not going to take you to, to, you know, to jail. We talked about that with one of our guests last week. It, these drug dealers think you're out there. They think they're out there doing something. You're not doing anything. It's not even, you're not even making a good job. You might as well go get the, the McDonald's job paying $12 an hour because that's about what you're averaging. And then you're putting your neck on the line to go to jail. And it's by design, guys. Okay. So they look at you. They want to oppress you where you're not getting the jobs. Or, you know, well, why aren't you? Well, they would rather hire someone that looks like them. And I had an African uh, businessman tell me that one time. Hmm. Yeah, I was all excited, gung-ho. I was getting my little business cards. 
Okay. And I have my little flyer. I'm like, oh, okay, I got my flyer. Can I put my flyer in business? You know, I did business there. I mean, I like uh, different spices and curries. And, you know, some of those, those African uh, stores and places, uh, you know, they, they have what you got, right? They're what you need, rather. You go get, you know, I'm in there and I'm all excited and show me. I'm, I'm in business. Uh, can I? And, you know, <laughs> They sit up there and kick wisdom, don't they? Because you have Africans that will not do business with anyone else other than Africans. Mm-hmm. They don't care what you, how black African-American you are. <laughs> they won't do business with you unless you are African. I'm talking about with that, all the, all the African traits. Yeah. So I think that the main thing that I take away from that, I'm not mad at them. Not one bit. Do what you need to do. What I take away from that is that it's unity. It's unity. It's a way to come together and affirm the brother, hmm? affirm the sister, uh, acknowledge that they are important, right? Uh, understand that they have to feed their kids just like you have to feed your kids. All right. Brother Kareem says people outside the USA live from less than $500 a month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Less than $500 a month. So, and that's, yeah, I've heard even worse than, than that. Okay. So this is where he's aware of. So uh, even the check, when you get that check, hmm, those different checks, that's more than $500. And what are we doing with it? Right. So, all right, here we go. Now I'm out here I'm saying, and this is what I see Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, go study that stuff. It's it's real. It's good stuff, right? And then it'll help help you along with what it is in, in your balance in life, okay? I want to add time. I want to add time to that. So next to this Maslow hierarchy of needs chart, I have time. This is one of the images I have from last week. Time, our most precious resource. Okay. That's why they want to suck up all your time sitting in front of the TV. You know, I binge watch too. Don't get me wrong, but I balance, right? Uh, I make sure that I've invested time in myself, right? So time is your most precious resource. Why? Because you can't go get it back. You're going to need that. You need to be aware and conscious of time. Uh, Self-actualization, uh, esteem, uh, social uh, security, and uh, physiological needs, if they're met, and psychological needs. are met. If all, even if all those needs were met and you don't have time, uh, what good is it? it? It's cut off. That means you're dead. You're not here. Okay. So while you're young, <laughs> while you're young, while, while you have time, huh? while you're young, go for it. And that's why I'm pouring in and trying to say, hey, guys, young people everywhere, young people and even the not so young. That's my category. Not so young anymore. Huh? But what I'm doing is I'm moving forward. I'm continuing to to move forward and to pour into the younger folk, right? Gift back to the younger folk. Uh, let's see. Let's look here. Uh, now, I don't see this one here, Brother Kareem. I wanna, all right. He gave uh, a high number, not to shock folks. Okay. So this is Kareem. Yeah, I'm able to click on that and I get a chance to show that. 
on uh, the screen here. This is what he was saying. All right. So, yes, big time. Being a minimum CEO allows me to work less as I'm not buying Benzos and Gucci <laughs> slides anymore. Huh? So when you when you're really in balance about what's important, not just it working less is going to be it. There's a balance is what I'm hearing. So you're not working, trying to kill yourself. You don't have to try to kill yourself working all the hours to get to that whatever climbing, whatever corporate ladder where they have a no fault state. They can let you go at any time anyway, or you don't have to kill yourself even working the 12 dollar an hour job. Yep, I said it. So all that over, it becomes balance to live where you are, but then invest your time so that it being the most precious resource that you have, you can at least look for what can be different in a three-year time frame, what can be different in a five-year time frame. Okay. Uh, there's a business that was uh, really, you know, entrepreneur looking to, to do some business and to get some investment money, some seed funding. And it's not there. So, but they did have it. They had it when it came to buying all of what, what you're taught as a consumer. Hmm? They don't even refer to us as Americans or people. They can consumer resources right? So you're taught to buy and purchase and buy and purchase. Well, you've already spent a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars on stuff. So when this land now land is, is, is popping up guys, it's popping up. And I'm not talking about going out there buying those big, big McMansions. Okay. If that's what you want, if that's all you aspire to do, but land is popping up to where, you know, you can, pretty reasonably get you a storefront or buy buy the land to build and put a building on it those buildings are like hardly nothing uh, you know so that you can have a business or a legacy to where you can pass down or you know be able to have if your kids aren't being able to find jobs where well, you've created jobs right there not just for your children but for others all right so i like that minimalist ceo he was not buying benzos and gucci slides anymore so He's decided to have balance. Okay, so time. Let's let's not let's not forget that time is super important. And what I did was I laid the foundation that psychological survival. So I laid down the foundation is everything is going to be built on that Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, Hosea chapter six four and six. Okay, uh, it's going to be built on that foundation, and then of course as you build but you're standing on that foundation of what the word of God. All right. So I want to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and show this last slide. And this slide here is what I promised. Okay. So this slide here, this is remember the, the poem by poet uh, Langston Hughes called Harlem. Now it's called Harlem, but some, uh, according to the online encyclopedia Britannica, Harlem was also called a dream deferred. And it's a poem by Langston Hughes. And it was published in 1951 as part of his montage of a dream deferred an extended poem cycle about life in Harlem. Uh, now here, the uh, poem itself, the 11 line poem, which begins, 
what happens to a dream deferred? Hmm? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? All right, when you're asking that question. Now, see, this is Langston Hughes in 1951. Okay, what, what year is this? Huh, 1920. Uh, 2021. It's not 19 anything, 2021. All right, 1951. So that was over 60 years ago. He writes this poem. And here it's still relevant. Hmm? What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Yeah, so in looking at that, it considers the uh, potential consequences of white society's withholding of equal opportunity. Okay, now we refer to it as white societies because uh, like who has the, the, uh, the most uh, opportunity hmm, when it comes to financial resources. Uh, seems like every statistic that uh, is a negative statistic when it comes to bad health, most population in prison, uh, less educated, uh, what other statistic, li less likely to be married, le less likely to come from a, a mother-father uh, household, less likely to come from a two-wage earner household. All of those descriptions seem to be about African-American families, right? And we're talking about a population, uh, we used to make up 12% of the population, all right? And of course, I think that those numbers are dwindling. And we'll can't talk about that right now, but just know. So the, we're talking about the majority state, the majority of the population uh, when we're talking about white societies uh, withholding of equal opportunity. Yeah. So that's what I refer to it as, right? It's uh, the majority state, uh, not the minority. We're a minority, but we have the highest ranking when it comes to oppression, Okay, and the question becomes, why? Why is it like that? Now, Langston Hughes's poem itself uh, is one where uh, what happens to a dream deferred? It asks the question, and this is something we've just been at discussing here. What dream deferred? You know, where's the the uh, approval, the affirmation, the, the the understanding of who we are uh, as a person? You know, those those basic foundational things that you have to have, uh, even for survival in itself, right? So. He asked the same question, right? This is for people, a group, us African-Americans, those of us who are our ancestors, whatever. What happens to a dream deferred? See, if you're in a continued state of not having a continued state of being let down in the educational system, I talk about and have shared how uh, been and I've been participating, and this is something that ASBNC training and consulting does too. We provide scholarship. It's a scholarship, and there's an opportunity out there for you to donate a little five dollar donation, so that we can go in and provide reading 
opportunities, uh, trained trainers and teachers for to help with reading, right? And mentorship and tutoring, right? So that's one of the, the ways that we have a solution to the problem of the dream deferred. If we can go in and talk and share and teach and listen and read and tutor and participate in the uplifting of the young person, hmm, of the young person who doesn't know how to read. And this is the community, the minority, 12% of the population. We'll just stick with the 12% or now, for now. We'll talk about the real numbers later. Uh, 12% of the population. If we go in and, and, and let them know the dream hasn't, isn't deferred. The resources are there. We can just take advantage of them. We can participate because we have an understanding of who we are. We need to get back in the church. We need to get back into reading and understanding the word of God so that our creator can talk to us. That's his way of talking to us, right? We need to do that and then build on that foundation to know who we are in him. We, we don't have to be lied to and, and duped and continue to fall and stumble into and lay and just give up give up on what we can do in life, really with the resources that we do have, huh? So I'm going to look at this here. And this is uh, Proverbs. Look at Proverbs 13 and 12. This is where this poem comes from, believe it or not. So even Brother Langston Hughes, yeah, brother was reading his Bible, even though I don't think he was considered a believer. I don't think he called himself to be a believer. Hmm? Um, but he, even if was or wasn't, the fact is that the truth is the truth. And where you glean the truth from, a lot of times people are saying, hey, I don't want to read it because it's uh, was written by, it was written by a white man and that's the white man's Bible. Let me tell you something. King James was a whole lot more things than just being a white man. You're talking about a sinner? Brother was a sinner. He wasn't no brother. He was straight stomp sinner, right? But he was used to where he could, he was used and called for purpose to write that Bible so that it was enough in there to enlighten my mind. Huh? Well, if it wasn't important, then it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't force it to not be in the schools anymore. They took the Bible out of the schools. So there's no foundation of who you are. In, in a, a, to be a human being, the true meaning of human being, a redeemed human being, not one that can be maneuvered and, and, and uh, taught in any old kind of way, lied to, duped, you know, buy this, do that, to be put back into a slave mentality. See, that's why when people who uh, are of whatever descent, European-American, Mexican-American, Native American, African-American, Asian-American, whatever you want to call yourself, if you're not in the, the understanding of what the word of God says, then what happens is the government, huh, the society, the government is it's not a bad thing, but it, it, it's not God. And it's, it's led by faulty people and greedy people, and oppressive people, and uh, people who are, uh, their minds are not enlightened to know that you should love your brother, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So they're not going to give you 
the best solution to what what can be done for you. They're going to think of it as, hey, I'm going to take the best for myself and I might give you some second hand, uh, give you some leftovers here. That's just human nature. So they're they're falling victim to their human nature, but then they're supposed to help me. They're supposed to to take and understand that their child is no better than my child. Their grandchildren are no better than my grandchildren. When it's human nature to be faulty and think that you're better than other folks. And so what happens is, is that uh, they take the Bible out of the schools. The hope is gone. The discipline, the self-control is gone. All of that is gone. And you're left to the devices of of what other uh, other gods could be right? So the money devices, uh, I'm going to take this money and, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, do my thing, or maybe I'm going to take the money away from someone else who works hard. That's not even any good. We're going to talk about socialism. Hmm? Those isms it, that's coming up, not tonight, of course, but we're going to get a chance to talk about that. So uh, it considers the potential consequences of white societies withholding equal opportunity. And that can be done. You can hold my opportunity when I don't know what my opportunities truly are. You can tell me because I'm not trying to find out for myself what my opportunities really are. That's one of the things that education will do for you in that you can take back and be in control to know what your opportunities are. Hmm? That's why education is important. That's why family togetherness is important. Yeah, that's why uh, all of these uh, things and traits are important because without them, you, you get lied to, you get duped. That's why sharpening the saw, that's why going to classes and working on that mind, that's what the saw is, is called. Really, they, he calls it a saw. This is Stephen Covey's term, sharpening the saw. So I'm going to take advantage of opportunities. I'm going to enlighten myself so that I can uh, be a better tool in life. So I know what it is that I can do for myself. I can market it. And that's where having a good job is all about. You're, what are you going in when you're asking for a job? You're going in and saying, hey, I have the skill set that, that it takes to do the best job for you. It doesn't mean not making the money. And, and that's something that we teach and we'll go over in the career management uh, class. Yeah. So that's something that, that is super important. You're not going to go in and undercut the guy. Okay. Well here, here, this guy, he's going to say, okay, uh, I'll do the job. The job, the job is what it is. So if the job is $45 an hour, then that's the job, whether you're black, white, male, female, hmm, or any other nationality, right? The job, if the job pays $45 an hour, then that's what you should expect to do. Go in there and get that $45 an hour. So that's that'll get rid of all of the sexism that's going on. Yeah, it gets rid of all of that too. You can go in and you can participate because your skills are sharpened and you can go in there and compete. Competition is healthy. Yeah, it, it makes you get up and want to do better for sure. Right. You know, someone else is out there trying to do and will outdo you, but you're not you're not going to lay down and just let the world just run over you. And microeconomics, hmm, microeconomics 
will enlighten you to know. And that's something that it's, it's the study of, the study of social, social, the society and the business on the level in communities, not the macroeconomics, that's more of the government. But when we can get it right on the micro level, then the macro level will have to allow for us to participate. We'll be a force to be reckoned reckon with as opposed to uh, something to, you know, the handouts. All right. And they're trying to make a whole lot of folks. They're saying, hey, get that big check. Get that big check even if you make $150,000 a year. So folks make $150,000 a year. Shoot. They be dancing on uh, dancing in the meadows sound of music hmm? it's the sound of you know twirling around being happy about it well they're even the government is even giving those checks to folks that make $150,000 a year they get that government stimulus yeah so what does that mean yeah what does that mean there's a lot of questions out there when it comes to these resources but i think the main thing is to uh, take advantage of opportunities to sharpen the saw and we're going to be out out here saturday the class does start saturday i talked a little bit about it before uh saturday and uh saturday from 10 a.m to 2 p.m the career management one class and uh, we rotate the classes, so it'll be coming back around probably in a few months. But um, if you're still needing to get yourself together to the point to where you want to see how, which, which, how am I going to sharpen it? What am I going to sharpen it with, right? Well, we'll also help you with getting those answers, too. So even if you don't have those answers, then we can help you get there. Um, that's what this class is designed to do. All right. And Brother Kareem, you have been on it. Hmm. All right. So you said our people in U.S. left the cotton plantation to the corporate and consumer plantation. Still slaves. Yeah. And it's not just um, our people in the U.S., not just our people. It's not just African-Americans, y'all. It's Americans. OK, because you might get a little better education in the schools you'll get a little better education you might know how to read that just means that they'll have uh someone that can read and then you think you're a little better and they have the slaves but then they have the slave masters and folks think that then think that they're better than others well we don't want that mindset either because the truth will come to light that we're no better and you'll still have to compete because guess what we're coming huh we're coming. We're going to come up, regardless to what race, creed we are, we're going to come up to do better. So everybody's going to have to compete eventually. And that's what this is all about, too. Com compete for even, even survival's sake, uh, I believe. And we just want to be ready to do our best in it. Uh, and Brother Cream says, to each one, teach one, bring one. That's right. Super. Each one, teach one, bring one. That's a good, good uh, philosophy. That is a good way of thinking. And it's an unselfish way of thinking. But you have to first get yourself together to the point to where you have something to bring. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. 
thank you so much for participating and joining today. Uh, keep the classes in mind. If you know someone that needs this class, uh, give us a call. If uh, you know have more questions about the different classes and training sessions, maybe you are a business person. You have a team that you'd like to train on a particular application or in a particular area. We do customized training. So whatever type of training you need, uh, all you have to do is just contact us and we will get that going for you. We also do LMS developments or learning management systems. So if you have a learning management system and you want to get some some uh, you want to get some uh, content in there or you want you're starting a new learning management system, you're not quite sure what you would like or what you need. We're experts in that. We can advise you on that, consult you in that area too. Uh, don't forget to visit the uh, website at www.asbnc.com and uh, it'll provide more information for you. And you can uh, definitely uh, go there and find out more information. Contact us. It has our contact information. You want to schedule a time to chat or appointment, uh, Calendly. We'll you can go ahead and schedule some time on a calendar and we'll talk with you about what it is you need for your training needs and your business needs to help your people out. Uh, all right, Kareem, brother Kareem, thank you for participating. Everyone else that's hung out. Thanks a lot. If you um, Just take care. And, uh, you know, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice now.